Hey, Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. If you'd like to support the show, please consider booking your next Disney trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Though we specialize in Disney cruises, we book all Disney destinations. We'll help you with all the planning details and make sure you don't miss out on anything important. Of course, if it is a Disney cruise, we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. It doesn't cost you anything to work with us, and you'll pay the same as if you book directly through Disney. So you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send me an email at Wes, W-E-S, at MickeyWorldTravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 102 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and I hope you all had an excellent weekend. It's uh, Today, for us, has really been the, the first day that it's starting to feel like fall around here. So it's been an unseasonably warm uh, season for us so far, which I am completely okay with because I, I love the summer, I love the heat, I love the humidity, um, and so I, I never look forward to the cold temperatures in the fall and especially not the winter. Um, so we're heading into that season, but uh, today has been the first day that it's been a little bit colder than I would like. And uh, the leaves are kind of showing up in my yard, which means I get to spend the next several weekends raking them and um, and and getting no uh, no benefit from doing it because I got to go right back out and do it afterward. But uh, just part of uh, living here in New England. But so I hope uh, your fall season is going well wherever you live. Um, I am going to kind of jump right into the episode uh, today, but first I want to get you caught up on two quick things related to uh, Disney Cruise Line. The first, obviously the big news last week was the uh, announcement of the new itineraries for early 2023 on Disney Cruise Line, which extends the the schedule into May of 2023. Uh, If you missed it, I did a a bonus episode last week kind of highlighting the itineraries and, and talking about what all the ships are doing. So if you missed that, go check it out. The uh, Platinum and Gold Castaway Club booking windows have already opened for uh, for that time period, so hopefully you've all had a chance to uh, get those cruises that you uh, were looking at. The um, From what I can tell, that eight-night Eastern Caribbean cruise on the Fantasy was very popular, uh, a lot of interest in that, and um, it, it sounds like an amazing cruise, so if you're booked on that, I'm sure you're very excited. Um and the other thing I wanted to mention is uh, Disney Cruise Line announced last week uh, on the Disney Parks blog some of the the youth spaces that will be available on the Disney Wish. So um, I thought that was pretty cool. They had some uh, artist renderings there along with some descriptions of what each place was, uh, was going to be. And for the first time ever, a dedicated space for uh, tweens and I guess I, w- I shouldn't call them tweens, um, a, a young adults and older kids, I guess you would call them, ages 18 to 20. So kind of that uh, in between age where you're you're edged you're you're aged out of um, vibe and and there's nothing really for you to do on board so uh, it's nice to see Disney Cruise Line adding a space uh, for for uh, you know that demographic 
And uh, so if you missed it, like I said, go check out the Disney Parks blog. I also have links to it on all my social media pages. So let's get into this week's episode. The Disney Wonder returned to service last week, which means that for the first time in almost two years, the entire Disney Cruise fleet is sailing with cruise passengers again. I remember trying to predict last year back in, I think it was June of 2020, when the ships would return to service, and I had no idea at the time uh, that it would still be more than a year before we got to this to the point that we are at now, but it's finally here. The Wonder will sail a few more weeks from San Diego on three and four night Baja cruises before departing for Galveston, Texas via the Panama Canal on November 5th. My guest this week is Ivy, and she was lucky enough to sail on the Disney Wonder last week and has also sailed on the Disney Dream since uh, since the restart. So I'm really excited to talk with her and ask her about her experience on the Wonder and how it was different than her cruise on the Dream. So Ivy, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, Wes. Absolutely. It's a, it's a pleasure. So why don't, you, why don't we just start by, we'll have you tell us a little bit about your experiences just in general cruising with Disney. What kinds of itineraries have you done? Sure. So I went on my very first Disney cruise um, very reluctantly in February of 2019. <laughs> why reluctantly? I don't, know, I don't know what my perception of cruising was. I was very nervous that I was going, going to get seasick. I get motion sick. Okay. I get car sick. Um, but we were invited to a friend's wedding that was on the Disney Wonder. And I oh, cool. just said, okay, we're doing it. We went on that first cruise. We had a terrible first night. Everyone got sick. Oh, but no. <laughs> but the rest of the cruise was great. And it made me want to go back. So the first cruise was on the Wonder. We did the four-night Bohemian Sailing, the Castaway. And then from there, we got on the Wonder and did the repositioning from Vancouver to San Diego. Um, then my fiance and I were supposed to go to Tokyo Disney. And the pandemic started to happen. But before things got crazy here, we rerouted our flight from Tokyo to Florida, hopped on the dream for four nights um, and did the same Bahamian castaway. And then recently I was able to do a three night double dip castaway on the dream. And then the one we're going to chat about today, the four night on the wonder to Cabo. That's awesome. You've done quite a few, uh, you know, since reluctantly sailing in February, 2019. I mean, the, the industry was shut down for, you know, almost two years and you've, let's see, that's, that's five cruises now. Right. Um, so that's awesome. Good for you. Um, and I was going to ask you if you ever sailed on the Wonder before, but obviously uh, the answer to that is yes. So, um, like I mentioned in the introduction, the Wonder hasn't sailed uh, in, you know, almost two years. Did you notice anything different about the ship? Was there anything physically um, that was different? Any changes that have been made since, you know, being in dry dock or anything like that? Sure. I hadn't seen any major changes physically on the ship. It was decorated for Halloween on the high seas, which I was super excited about. Nice. I wasn't sure. Um, so I was very excited to experience that. That's awesome. Very cool. Now, so you mentioned to me that um, that your fiance is a cast member. Is he a Disney cruise cast member or does he work um, you know, some, you know, somewhere else in the, the Disney the Disney world? He actually works at Disneyland. He oh. um, works in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, so he is in another galaxy most of the time. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. Um, what does he do in Galaxy's Edge? So he's in charge of the cantina. He's a food and beverage manager. Oh, that's awesome. 
Very cool. That that's I, I like that. So uh, you sailed on the wonder. Was it? I I keep saying last week. Was it actually last week or was it the week before? I my days and weeks all run together these days. Sure, it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, we oh, okay. left on September twenty third. Ah, okay. Oh yeah, it's been a couple weeks. So it, what was the itinerary of that cruise? It was a four night cruise. We had one stop in Cabo. Oh okay. Um, and so. That was is that two days at sea then? Yeah, we had a long day at sea, and then we were well. I'll get into some more details, but we were late coming into Cabo, so it was <laughs> okay. a lot of sea time. Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> nice. Um, so you have experienced uh, a cruise kind of post pandemic at Port Canaveral. Um, and the processes and everything that they have there. So can you just talk about kind of your arrival at the terminal in San Diego and sort of the measures that they had in place? And did you notice anything different between what they did, what they do in San Diego versus what they do in Port Canaveral? As far as arriving in San Diego, I was not sure what to expect at all, because I know that Port Canaveral has their parking structure. Mm. That's where they're doing their testing. So I had to find my own parking, and luckily we did find a spot right across the street to make it super easy. But we walked over to the terminal, and there was a line outside, and then I realized those were all people that were waiting for their port arrival time. Oh, okay. So we we happened to arrive to our port arrival time about an hour late, so we were able to walk right in, drop our luggage for the porters, and then go in and get tested. Now, when I sailed on the Dream a few weeks, weeks prior, it was before it was 100% testing. So this part was a new process for me. And we went through, we did all of our own testing. It was about 45 minutes for us to get the results. But everybody was waiting in just this giant space. And so I know at Port Canaveral, they have the parking structure where if you drive yourself, you can test. They have the white tents outside in the parking, um, like in the flat park on the first floor of the parking structure. But everybody was in the same spot. So it made it appear like there were so many people. And then it was also the same spot that you checked in. Okay. So you didn't move around as much as you do in Port Canaveral. Yeah. So how did they, how did they, you said you did your own testing. How did you get your test or, you know, what was the testing process like? So as soon as we walked into the terminal, we were handed a Ziploc bag. It had our testing kit in it. And then we went into a little like makeshift curtain spot where there was someone helping you. Um, They scanned our QR code to make sure they had our reservation. We wrote our own names on our testing kits. We did our own test um, and then handed it back over for them to put through for the lab. Okay. And how long after you submitted your test until you got your results? It was about 45 minutes. We noticed that about every 15 minutes, a lot of people got up and got in line for the check-in process. So once we got close to that 45-minute mark, I kept just kind of refreshing my app. That way we could quickly get into line instead of be in the back of that like huge group that gets up every okay, 15 yeah, minutes. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So after you got your test results, what did you then have to do? You 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 know, you said get in line. What did you have to do kind of after that in order to get on the ship? So that was our check-in process. So the normal, when you walk up, give your stateroom numbers, show your, you know, passports and documentation. So that line was just very long. And when I was in Port Canaveral recently, that line seemed very short. And so it was a very quick process. 
and there were more social distancing markers. There weren't as many people going in at the same time. So it just seemed a little strange that there were so many people going to check in at the same time. Gotcha. And did they give you your key to the world card there? Or was that waiting for you at your stateroom? Like it has, I think has been on the dream. That was waiting for us uh, at our stateroom. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So sounds like a relatively similar experience to the dream, although you had this new, um, you know, this new testing process that you, uh, weren't familiar with beforehand. Um, the, the last thing I want to ask you, you mentioned just kind of people waiting. Do you, did you get this or the people waiting in the terminal to get their test results? Were the people waiting outside the ones that their, their point port arrival times has, haven't been called yet and therefore, you know, weren't allowed into the terminal to do the testing and stuff like that. Is that kind of what you were, what you were saying? Yeah. The, I noticed when we walked up outside, I saw the big line um, and I thought, oh man, I'm going to have to stand in a line here before we go inside. And then I saw that they had signs up and it was about one, it was about 1230 when we arrived. And I saw there was a sign that said one o'clock, one fifteen. So I realized it was their port arrival time and we were able to walk right up, show our QR code that had our port arrival time. And since it was past the time, they let us right in. Got it. Makes total sense. So you've been through the testing phase, the check-in, all that stuff. It's time to get on the ship. And I have been asking everybody uh, this who has come on since uh, since the restart. But, um, you know, one of my favorite things about cruising with Disney and one of the things that, you know, I think makes it really special is how they introduce your family to the ship when you get on board and how that's so personal. And, you know, they do it for everyone that comes on board. So... Um, what was your experience getting introduced to the Disney wonder? What it, you know, try to can, you know, how did it make you feel? Although you did just do it on the dream. So I don't know if it was kind of as emotional, but how was, how was it getting introduced to, to the Disney wonder? Yeah, it was definitely more emotional the first time, um, when, you know, going back on and I'm very fortunate that my cruises were so close together. However, you know, any time that you get announced to go on the ship is just one of the coolest experiences. And then especially now having Captain Mickey and Minnie there waving at you. So we were the first family in like our bunch to go into the atrium. So we got some great selfies with Mickey and Minnie because we were the only ones there for, you know, for a second. I will say now with like, once you're done with that, they like shuffle you out. So there aren't any guests in the atrium. So they announce you and there's like, some clapping yeah (laughs) that is not exactly the same but you know i i do love it and i especially love that you get to see mickey and minnie right away yeah that's great so was there a mickey and minnie welcome party like i mean it sounds like there was like there is on the dream is it the same type of welcome as 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 they have on the dream yeah, it's the exact same uh, little welcome party. They do the same song and dance. Um, instead of going up on the balcony, they come down onto the stage in front oh, of Triton. Okay. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. That's nice. So you get a little bit, a little bit closer. Do they have you kind of standing on different areas? You know, marked areas in the, in the lobby there. Yeah, you still stand on the same like gold Mickey circles, and I felt like there weren't as many families in the atrium, especially since it's smaller. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so it it was a nice like small group for yeah. that. Okay. Any idea how many people were on board? I 
don't exactly know. I didn't ask. And when we were in the terminal waiting for our test results, I just kept thinking, like, how many people were here? It just seemed like so many people. But once we were on the ship and everyone was able to, you know, disperse, there were times where you didn't see anyone. Wow. So it did seem like a pretty low capacity sailing. Gotcha. Um, In terms of capacity, would you say... it felt like there were more people on the dream or on the wonder and and not not in terms of numbers but like compared to the size of the ship you know what i mean like did it feel more crowded on the dream on that sailing or on you know on this sailing on the wonder it felt about the same you know there were moments where you go to the adult pool and there's not a ton of chairs or there are moments where you're walking down deck four and there's not another person in sight yeah sure that makes sense okay all right, so let's. Why don't you take us through your cruise a little bit? What kinds of activities did you do on board? So your first day, I think you said, was your day at sea. Is that right? Yeah, we you know when we got on the ship the first day, my um, my fiance's app wasn't working when we went to go do our muster drill. Oh. I tried to get my app to launch. It didn't work either. So it was um, we went to the crew member and they just marked us off on the list saying that it was complete. So. Luckily, I at least had been through the process to know what it was like, but we didn't have to actually go through the whole app process. Um, Oh, okay. But we dropped our bags at our room because our room was ready, and we had some really important things that we wanted to cover. So we went to guest services to see if we could get a Palo dinner reservation. Ah, very um, important. We're lucky, and we were able to get one for that evening. Um, And then we went straight to the the spa because I wanted a rainforest room reservation because I wanted that exclusive oh, experience that's awesome. that they're doing now oh that's great i've been wanting to talk to someone so we'll get to that when uh when we get to that but that's that's sure. cool that you were able to do that um so we did that and we uh, our favorite spot on the wonder is actually the french quarter lounge and we went and we were hanging out and all of a sudden we realized it was trivia which my fiance is a huge trivia fan on the ships and so we played disney trivia and won so here we are with our mickey medallions like you, we haven't even left the port. Oh, so, you won the Disney trivia. Yeah. Oh, I was that's like, well, awesome. I guess, like we've crossed everything off of our list. We could go home. Um, <laughs> so he was so excited to do that right away. That's um, awesome. Good for you. That is not easy to win. It's, it's a very, it can be a very humbling experience <laughs> from, uh, from, from the times that I've done it. This, this sailing was um, mostly cast members. You know, you, you had to be invited onto the cruise and, so you had people that really knew Disney, so they got very competitive. That's awesome. Disney trivia session. Nice. Um, but from there, we went to our veranda. We sat there while we sailed away, and I just kept waiting for the horn. And for some reason, the horn did not go off. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but it's all right. We heard it later. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just that, like, magical right. sail-away moment. And right. I, just, I had my camera. I was recording. <laughs> just, it didn't just didn't come off. Um, that night we had our Palo reservation. So we actually skipped, uh, animators palette and went up to Palo, which was amazing. I know there's some controversy on the new menu, but I personally really love it. So I did the a la carte options. AJ did the prefix with the wine pairing and we had an awesome dinner. Great. Um, what's your go-to, what's your go-to from the a la carte menu? So, and I actually had the exact same meal on the dream a few weeks ago, and it was so good that I ordered it exactly the same again. Awesome. Uh, I did the six ounce beef tenderloin. I got their side of asparagus and their side of mac and cheese. And their sides now are 
first of all, they're only $4. And that mac and cheese side is, I could probably just go to Palo and spend $4 on their (laughs) baked mac and cheese. (laughs) Um, And then my favorite dessert is the limoncello tart. Oh, Um, so I, I definitely enjoyed that. Nice. I'm not the souffle person. Okay, yeah. Most people say the souffle is, you know, is the one, but that's awesome. Okay. Um, and then that night the shops were open, so we were able to go. And one of the things we always do is pick up a coffee mug right away. So that way our first morning when we do that, you know, tag on the door room service, we get to drink out of a full-size coffee mug instead of the little, like, uh, that I love that you. idea. So, that's a great yeah, idea. We, That's very cool. I like that. We did that. And then uh, AJ went off. He We signed him up for whiskey tasting. So he went to the Cove Cafe. Um, and one of the cool things was the crew member there was Lee Sten from India. And he remembered AJ from our last cruise on our wonder on the Wonder. And he was actually in the Cove Cafe on the Dream a few weeks ago. I saw him and I asked him which where you know where he typically was. And he said the Wonder... And he goes, you know, I think I've served you coffee before. And I'm like, yes, you have many times. So it was nice to see him on the dream. And he told me he was getting ready to fly over um, to get on the wonder. And it was before I knew this sailing was coming up. But it was nice to see a familiar face. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, One thing I wanted to ask you. So in your stateroom, did you happen to notice like. Did you have neighbors on, you know, directly on either side of you? Because I'm, I'm, I had heard that they were, you know, kind of spreading people out around the ship, and you know, obviously with reduced capacity, there's fewer people on board, and they're moving people, um, you know, around their staterooms. So, did you happen to notice that if if you had people right next to you? We did, and I okay. don't know if ours was necessarily different because it was a test cruise. There were some things they were trying out, sure. doing different. Um, they, I could. I could tell that there weren't as many crew members on the ship as there typically are. Mm. So from a, you know, muster drill evacuation standpoint of where they place people that might've been different. Um, we were sailing with another group of friends. So they were our neighbors. We had the adjoining door. Oh, okay. We Our verandas did not connect. We had one of like the big white wall in the middle, um, the metal walls, but mm. I do believe we had someone on the other side of us as well. Okay. Good to know. All right, so day two, I guess. First day at sea. Yeah, our first day, it was actually Halloween, which I could tell right away when I turned on the TV, it was spooky music. So I said, oh, today must be our Halloween day. (laughs) Uh, Ordered our morning coffee and hot water for tea, which is probably one of my favorite things about Disney Cruise Line. Um, And then I met a friend on deck four and we just kind of walked for a long time until our significant others woke up. And uh, then we headed to Tiana's for breakfast. So the, the restaurants are my favorite thing to do for breakfast over Cabana's because I love a made to order omelet. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Um, But you could tell that day our service was a little slow and there was some miscommunication as to who had our table. I mean, our service was great, but like I said, like that's what we were there for was for cast members to be able to practice and kind of, you know, dust some of the cobwebs yeah, off yeah, and yeah. being so long off. Um, but it was awesome. So from breakfast, it was vacation. So I went to take a nap. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. I didn't sleep very well on this cruise. And normally, like the ship can just put me to sleep. But for some reason, you know, we were in the aft of the ship, which yep. I've stayed almost in this exact same room um, before on the same floor. But 
our room was vibrating so bad and huh. our door was vibrating and like everything in our room. Um, so it was just so noisy. So I didn't sleep very well. I took a nap. AJ went to wine tasting. Uh, and it was actually led by the Psalm from Paulo. So he had seen him the night before. So it was nice that he already had that rapport. Yeah, sure. What deck did you stay on? Seven. Okay. Interesting. And, and the vibe, you were feeling the vibrations on the, you know, on the C day. Oh, as everything in our room was vibrating. Really? Every day. I think, um, t- timing wise, like our, our timing was off getting to Cabo, getting back to San Diego. And they had said that, you know, all five engines were going as hard as they could. So I just think that the poor ship was just trying to work really hard. Gotcha. Yeah. Because normally you'll get the vibrations like when you're pulling into a a port and the ship is kind of, you know, pulling into the dock. They'll have those, you know, the side thrusters that really shake the ship. But it's, yeah, you don't usually experience that kind of uh, shaking on a sea day. So, but yeah, maybe it was just if they're running behind, maybe they're in a hurry to, to make up that time. So that could have been it. Yeah, we had a headwind going down, and we had a headwind going oh, back okay. up to San Diego. So <laughs> sure. I just think, yeah, the poor ship was just working really yeah, hard. Shake it off the cobwebs, too. <laughs> um, but once I got up, we all kind of regrouped um, out in the adults-only area, also one of my favorite spots on the ship. Um, and then the Wonder has shawarma from Pete, so yes. I always go get shawarma and french fries. And just kind of relaxed out on deck until oh, it was our time to go to the rainforest room. That's awesome. So we had uh, 4 p.m. reservations for the rainforest room. And, and one thing I will say is when I went to the spa to make the reservation, they kept saying, oh, we have an 8 a.m. I said, do you have anything later? And they go, we have a 10 a.m. <laughs> so they were really pushing those morning times. Right. And so I finally said, okay, can we do something at, at 2 or 4? And they, they were like, okay, we could do a 4 p.m. So... Um, on the wonder you're allowed six people in your party and we had a group of five which was perfect because there are five of those like hot stone chairs so everyone got their own chair there was no waiting and no one looking at you waiting for you to get up um it was definitely one of those like super awesome experiences that i knew i wanted to do going in um it is very pricey it was 175 dollars plus tax and gratuity but I knew it was something we wanted to do going in, so I made sure to put that aside before we went on the sure, sailing. Sure, yeah. Um, and how how long was it? Was is it? I don't remember. Hour and a half. It's an hour and forty five minutes, oh, okay. and then that fifteen minutes before the the hour is up is when the spa attendant kind of comes through and sanitizes everything um, and resets all the robes and shoes. Gotcha. I the the thing I really like about this is it, you know. I, you kind of mentioned it at the beginning, but when you're when you're in when you're in there on a normal cruise, or you know, back when, before all of this, you'd have strangers in there with you, and and you're right. Like if you're sitting in the hot tub and you're kind of relaxing, but someone wants to you know is waiting to get in, they're kind of just like sitting there staring at you, kind of making you feel guilty about staying in there. So I really like that you have this private time to just be in there and relax and and. Um, and take your time and, and do kind of whatever you want in, you know, in this, in this space, because it's a really relaxing, um, thing to do. And so I, I love that, you know, that, that the rainforest room is this way now. So I, it sounds like you had a, a really great experience in there. I had a great time. I would a hundred percent do it again. 
Um, it was nice being able to share it with friends because I made the reservation knowing that I was going to do it no matter what. Sure. And it was nice that other people wanted to join. Um, but, you know, there's always someone that falls asleep on those <laughs> chairs, too. So then you're down a chair. And um, so it was nice just having it be our party, no guilt yeah. and being able to fully relax. That's great. And that cost, the 175 was that per person? It's for the time slot. Oh, so OK. So the six of you, you can, could split that 175 Got it. OK. Nice. Um, and then that night it was Halloween. So it, we had the mouse parade deck party. So that was super cute to go up and watch. Um, there were not a ton of people in costume. And I don't think there were a lot of people on our cruise since it you know, wasn't a typical yeah, sure. cruise. I don't think people knew that it was going to be Halloween on the high seas and, and what that looked like. Um, but it was still fun to go out and watch the little deck party and all the dances. So the big question is, were you dressed up? I was not in costume necessarily, but I was wearing a candy corn sweater. Oh, okay. I had candy corn mini earrings you were on. My you were mouth ears. Yeah. Festively. I was Halloween festive. All right, that works. Exactly. <laughs> and then dinner that night was in Tiana's, which is my favorite dining room on the Wonder. So I fully enjoyed my dinner that night. That uh, Tiana's place is. Um, I haven't been on the Wonder since uh, since. Tiana's place was added, which um, is really sad for me. We were supposed to do it last uh, last fall, and uh, I've just heard amazing things about it. So, was the experience in Tiana's place kind of the the dinner show? Was it you know the same as 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 it has been in the past? Yeah, I wasn't sure exactly what to expect from entertainment in the dining room, um, but it was the same. There was the band on stage. Tiana came up. Um, Lewis still went through the crowd with his trumpet. Um, and then, you know, like the servers all got up and did their part at one point also. Nice. And did you have any beignets? Of course you can't go to Tiana's <laughs> and not get beignets. So our rule is everyone at the table gets an order of beignets. And then you also get whatever other dessert you enjoy. And mine is the Southern pecan tart. Okay. I, I like that you like these kind of different desserts because you know everyone else i talked to is just like oh yeah we ordered the souffle we ordered the you know the ones that everyone orders so it's cool that you <laughs> you're you're uh putting some different one, different ones out there but anything else for your day at sea no i think that was it we had a pretty quiet night from there i think we were overstuffed with beignets and gotcha. called it a night sure oh what about um um stage shows did they offer stage shows on your cruise they did have stage shows. Um, they did two showings of Frozen and then two showings of the Dream, Believe. I can't remember which uh, one it's Wishes. Called. Dreams? Sure. Dreams. I don't remember. Dreams. 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 Disney Dreams. Disney Dreams. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> we didn't go to any of the shows. You know, we've been lucky to be on, on The Wonder a few times. So we just really enjoyed the ship and sure, the other things. That makes that sense. Yeah. But no Golden Mickeys, huh? No Golden uh, Mickeys. Hmm. Hopefully that's not gone forever. But I could see it being gone forever. I hope not. Um, so the next day you were in Cabo. Is that right? Yes. So okay. we um, we were late coming into Cabo, which was interesting. So it at least gave us time to go out on deck, watch the ship come in. Yeah. So that was nice. Uh, we ate at Cabana's out on out on the patio and and watched us kind of like go around all the big rocks and then went up to the front on deck 10 to watch us like really come in. Um, and then we were, I don't remember where we were going, but we happened to be walking by the French quarter lounge and 
we heard that they were doing trivia. AJ mouthed the answer and the guy running the <laughs> trivia said, we're only on question five, come join us. So we went and sat down and did more Disney trivia um, and we won again. Oh, and no I way. was like, these people have to hate you, AJ, that like we weren't actually playing with them at the beginning. And yeah. Do you remember what the question what? was that he, uh, that he heard? Um, I don't remember exactly what the question was, but I remember it had to do with Pocahontas. Okay. I wasn't fully paying attention because yeah. my brain was not in trivia mode. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so we did not get off the ship in Cabo. Uh, we had sent AJ's passport in to get renewed just because he needed it before we knew that this cruise was on the radar. Uh, yeah. So when they announced this, then I like panicked and, you know, he was able to sail like with his certified birth certificate and ID. But you know, there wasn't anything we really wanted to do in Cabo. And I was like, you know, it's it's not worth it in case something happens and we don't have your passport. So yeah. we just stayed on the ship and enjoyed okay. the ship. So, But um, you, you, could, you could get off, though, if you, you know, had wanted to? Yeah, you could get off. Um, they did have the policy. I don't want to exactly quote it, but it's, you know, kids 12 and under needed to book an excursion through Disney to get off of the ship. And so some of the families on our cruise weren't aware of that policy. So um, one thing that was different when I got off, when I was on the dream and we, we only went to Castaway, but we had the QR code to get off. So in my mind, I was thinking, okay, if we're going somewhere, we're going to have a QR code to be able to social distance to get off the ship. Um, but that wasn't the case. And they just said, if you want to get off, go to animators. And cause it's a tender to, yep. um, to the shore. So there were apparently I heard from people that I knew that got off. There were a bunch of families that went to try to get off and then were told they couldn't. Um, so they didn't really have plans for the day or oh, wow, yeah. anything. So, okay. um, but I did have friends get off and say it was a super smooth process for them and did a few things on shore and came back. Um, but so, we just stayed on the ship and enjoyed that. Perfect. So those people that you know that got off, they were able to just kind of get off and explore Cabo. They didn't have to have a, a uh, uh, excursion reserved? Yeah. I had a couple of friends that went to a few different breweries. Um, I did oh, have cool. some friends that had some excursions booked, um, but I did not hear that the excursions were fantastic. And I also know that yeah. some were canceled because of how late we got in. Ah, so okay. some yep. people did miss out on their excursions. Got it. Okay, cool. Uh, so you got to enjoy the ship. We did. We uh, went to Triton's for lunch and it was actually one of the best lunches I had the whole trip. Um, but it was nice because our server, um, had told us that he was going to be in Triton. So we went in there and we were able to, you know, get to know him better because it wasn't as busy. He didn't have as many things to do. Um, so we were able to chat with him and kind of like build that relationship for the rest of our cruise. Nice. Um, I like that. There, I we... always like to run into my, my server or, you know, I, I'll always ask him at dinner, Hey, where are you in the morning or where are you for lunch tomorrow? Just cause it's the exact same thing. I like to, you know, I like to be able to chat with him a little bit more. Yeah. So he was able to, um, like let us know where he was going to be. Um, uh, and that's where we went to go visit. Awesome. Cool. Um, and then from there, we, I really just wanted to lay on deck four. like that was one of my things. Like one of the days I just want to lay on a chair, on deck four and just be. Um, so that was my time. And there happened to be a bunch of sea turtles around the ship, both sides of the ship. Um, and I love sea turtles. So it was super fun to just kind of watch them dive and eat and come back up. And, um, so that, that was a fun time. Yeah. Nice. And then while we were still in Cabo, 
we ended up playing bingo, which is strange. We have never played bingo in oh, really? any of the cruises we've <laughs> ever done. Uh, we happened to go in. We didn't really know what we were doing. I was like, I don't know, buy the two cards for 40. Let's just, I don't know. Um, and that's what we did. I happened to win the first round, um, oh, which was fun. <laughs> like, that's awesome. It was 66 bucks, but still, you know, it was great. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. Good for you. So I, growing up, um, you know, as an adult, uh, when I go with my family, we don't play bingo. But growing up, when I went with my parents, my my parents loved to, you know, bring the family to play bingo. And so we would go a lot. We never won anything. So, we, <laughs> you know, I always get jealous of people who, you know, who have won bingo. Um, but that's I mean, awesome. I almost think it's a, a curse the other way, too, because you know we went to go play like the big bingo and a bunch of us went because we're like, well, they were like, well, we knew someone that won, so you can actually like <laughs> right. win at this. Yeah. And so too many of us went and played, and none of us yeah. won the second time. Yeah. But <laughs> and I, I, if you win once, you're not winning again. So I should probably retire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so our friends that had gotten off the ship came back on board, and we went to the French Quarter Lounge, which I feel like is the theme of, of my cruise time. Um, I don't personally drink, but I did learn that they had the non-alcoholic gin on the ship and they have a gin trolley at the French Quarter Lounge. And that's what like the big deal with my fiance and all of his friends um, where they make these like handcrafted cocktails with all of the gin. And so I asked if they had the non-alcoholic gin. They went in the back. They found it. They brought it out. So I had a a little cocktail with them, which was super fun, um, which I had learned on the dream at um, in Meridian. They made a garden teeny for me on that ship. So I asked if I could have it again. And so we just had some drinks and waited for, um, for us to leave Cabo. Cool. Nice. So it happened to be pirate night that night. And, um, pirate night is not my favorite menu in the dining oh, room. I agree. It's, I, it's the worst menu of every cruise. <laughs> so I agree yeah. with you. Uh, we were really hoping we could get Paolo for that night. Um, so we decided to skip the dining room and we had told our server during lunch, we're like, you know, we're, we're really not coming. Um, and so we just ordered some room service, just some, a bunch of like fun things, ate on our veranda, um, and just kind of enjoyed some more time without having the time in the dining room. Um, that night happened to be nineties music trivia, which is the most fun trivia I think for uh, me and my fiance. And it was in the pub and the pub was packed. So I, I think then this is one of the things that they're, you know, working through is figuring out where they need people on sure. regular sailings. And there are like signs out that say like, please don't use this table. And there were just people everywhere. Um, so we played 90s music trivia and the poor crew member who was running it definitely wasn't even born in the 90s. And on his like <laughs> slideshow, he goes for the answers and they're blank. No so way. he had no answers. I had no idea what any of the songs were. <laughs> so it was kind of just a fun night where yeah. like everyone's like shouting answers. People are arguing over oh what the goodness. answers are. Um, it was a fun experience. Yeah. We did not win another trivia, um, but that's okay. Um, so we, we definitely had a good time, though. It's like one of those times I think we'll remember just because it was so funny and sure. so interactive with everyone. Yeah. And so indoors still masks required is that right yes and uh, indoors unless you're actively eating or drinking got it and do you i mean 
for the most part, I assume everyone everyone's kind of complying with that, right? And do they have cast members that are kind of like strictly watching people and kind of enforcing the mask policy? Yeah, there's definitely um, a huge respect for the mask policy. Sure. I think um, no matter which the last two cruises I was on, you know, people are just thankful that cruising is back. And yes. we don't want to jeopardize it for anyone else, whether it's guests or crew members, you know, like this is their livelihood. So everyone was very respectful for that. Um, from that night forward, they had um, an officer outside of like the lounges being able to monitor capacity when needed. And I think that that was one of the things they realized is like what things are going to be more popular and where they need more, um, more that people. That makes sense, yeah. Um, but they do have like signs up about where they don't want people sitting to make sure everyone can social distance and still have a safe experience. Okay. Um, and then that night after trivia, we went to the Cadillac lounge to just kind of listen to some piano music for a bit, which was nice. Um, and then it was fireworks that night and we were able to watch from our veranda. So oh, we cool. went back and did that. And Could you hear later, the music? Could you hear the music from your veranda? We could not hear the music and the fireworks were very loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, they felt so close from our veranda, um, but it was just, you know, it's a cool experience. Uh, and then that night, we went back into the atrium pretty late. Um, I really wanted some Halloween photos around the tree without anyone there. And um, so that was just kind of nice to get some time in the atrium without, without a crowd. Cool. And then the final day at sea, is that right? The final day at sea. And it might've been one of my favorite days at sea ever. Um, We did Palo brunch with uh, the group of friends that we were sailing with. And I didn't really know what to expect. I had done Palo Brunch before, but I knew that it was different now, but I didn't really know what different meant. <laughs> so we went in, uh, we had a 10 a.m. reservation right when they opened. We sat down. Uh, we had our same server from the night before, and we had asked her, I was like, Monica, what do I do? And she was like, order whatever you want. Was like, okay, like, do I get one thing from each section? Um, she was like, no, you can order whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> and so my fiance's like, do we have a time limit here? And she goes, no. <laughs> so you can like just do whatever. And wow. we're like, okay. Um, so it was just one of the most relaxing experiences. And I know people really love the buffet, but there's something about not having to get up wow. and not having everyone, you know, walk by you. And, and we were able to just sit and we didn't order everything at once. We just ordered one or two things, let our food come out went through that experience and she would come and check on us. We would order again when we were ready. Um, so it was just like the perfect brunch experience. That's awesome. Um, the that food sounds that great. we had was phenomenal. I think there's, you know, there's something to be said when it's served versus buffet and the quality of food you get. Um, so we had just some amazing food. We were there for two and a half hours um, and like, fully stuffed when we left um but the nice thing also about having our same server she knew that i didn't drink so she brought me sparkling cider right away when she brought everyone prosecco so you know it's just those extra touches that you get from disney that make you feel special very cool so the rest of our group had um a mixology class from there and again it's my vacation so i went and i took a nap (laughs) (laughs) i was so full from brunch and i wasn't going with everyone and i was like i'm gonna lay down um and again we regrouped in french quarter lounge and then this is where we went to go play like the ultimate like the big bingo and a ton of us went none of us won (laughs) uh but it was still just really fun to do 
Um, and the rest of the day, we just kind of relaxed. We packed and put our luggage out and we had dinner at Triton's that night. And it was actually the first time my fiance and I had had dinner at Triton's because we usually end up getting Paolo the last night just from how reservations fall for us. Okay, yeah. And so it was our first night in the dining room, which was nice. But of course, I had to ask for the black truffle pasta percet from animators since we skipped that night. <laughs> yep. uh, but I had a great dinner uh, and we ended the night back in French quarter lounge. I got an order of beignets, which I love that you get to do there. Uh, and then there were supposed to be fireworks that night, but they were canceled because we were behind schedule. Oh. They didn't have the time for us to stop and turn the ship and everything. So they canceled fireworks that night. Oh, wow. They didn't like announce it the night before that the you know this will be the only opportunity you'll have to see the fireworks or anything like that. No, I don't think we knew that fireworks were going to be canceled until later that day. Okay, yeah. So you you've been on the wonder, uh, you know, several times. Um, so you kind of know the activities and stuff that are offered. Was there anything, any activities or experiences that you normally like to do that weren't offered on this cruise? I always like to do the tour. Um, you know, you get a different crew member every time. That is, that's the art of the theme show, theme show yeah. tour? Yeah. Yeah. And they all have different bits and pieces yeah. that are their favorites. So even though you're on the same ship and you you get to learn new things each time. So I always like to do that. Um, that wasn't offered. And then I have enjoyed the Anyone Can Cook class. And that wasn't there either. Um, okay. And then there's an entertainment group called the NOLA Duo. And I, I follow them on Instagram since our, our last cruise on The Wonder. And I had sent them a message before we left. I was like, are you back? They said, no, we're still waiting for our call, which I was bummed because they're the entertainment in the French Quarter Lounge. And they're awesome. So hopefully they'll be back the next time. Yeah, right. Um, what is it about the French Quarter Lounge that you know that you like so much? Is there anything in particular? Or is it just the atmosphere? Is it the, you know, kind of the... The, the setting, what what is it about the French Quarter Lounge? I think it's a few things. It's centrally located. So unlike the other um, bars or pub, it's really in the middle of the ship. It's right next to the dining room for Tiana's. So, you know, it's easy to kind of come and go in that location. There's also, you know, the last time we were on the ship, there was, like I said, the entertainment, which was just such the perfect, like, ambiance to sit and relax. Um, and then the gin trolley, my fiance is a big fan of that. So that's where they have that Got experience. It. So that's usually just kind of where we end up. And I really think it's because of the location. Okay. That makes sense. So the saddest part of any cruise is, you know, getting off the cruise. So what, can you just kind of quickly go through the, the debarkation process? You know, what, what is involved? Um, how do you, how do they kind of spread people out? Things like that. So our last day was very strange because we didn't do our normal dining rotation breakfast assignment. Mm. It was open dining from 7, I think it, I want to say 7 to 8.30, come to breakfast, either at Animators or Triton's. Um, that might be Tiana's or Triton's. And so there were already like lines of people waiting for breakfast. There were lines of people waiting to walk off the ship. It was just kind of a strange morning um we had breakfast and then we had put our luggage out and we were just kind of waiting for our luggage to be called and we were an hour late getting back to san diego so oh, wow. we were already behind there um we had to clear customs and so we just went up after breakfast and sat outside cove cafe they were open so we got a coffee and just sat on those couches and we're just kind of waiting and then 
at 12.30, we got off of the ship finally when our luggage was called. So it was a much longer morning than we were expecting. Um, we live only a couple hours away, so I was expecting to be back at work by noon. Mm. Um, and that did not happen. <laughs> um, but, you know, we once our luggage was called, we went off the ship, we went through Border Patrol, um, and they actually have a new process in San Diego. So they, you know, check your documentation, and then they actually take your photo so that took longer also. Okay. So it just like seemed like everything that last day was just a little slower than what I was expecting. And, you know, in Port Canaveral, you wake up in port. So right. that's kind of what I was expecting. And I, you know, should have looked and it said that we weren't supposed to get until 830. Um, but then again, we were kind of behind. Gotcha. Okay. Did, did you get off the ship and go straight to work after? I did. Oh, so it's a goodness. two hour drive home yeah. and then we got home and I worked for a few hours that night. Yeah. Um, it was very depressing. Gotcha. Oh <laughs> man, that is depressing. Um, so just, I guess, overall thoughts on your, you know, the first cruise on the wonder in, you know, more than a year and a half, how was it compared with your, your cruise on the dream in terms of just kind of the overall cruise experience? I mean, you can't beat Disney cruise. I mean, I say that having, not gone on any other cruise line. However, I know how like special I feel when I'm on Disney Cruise Line, no matter what ship. And the crew was so excited to be back and everyone was just amazing. Um, you know, the health and safety standards were the same across both the ship, but just the, the execution was a little bit different because of the size of the ship. Mm. You know, the dream, you have so much more space. Um, and the wonder is definitely smaller. So like your lines with your social distancing, for like even the beverage station, you're you're almost still in the walkway just because there's not as right, much space. Right, not as much space. Uh, yep. You know, so some of those things are just different, but I just I love both of them. Um, the Dream has some more space to do more one way in, one way out type of flow of people. But um, the one thing that was different that I thought was strange was there was signage outside of guest services on the Dream that said appointments only, and the app is awesome. I love the new updates to the app. The chat with guest services is super helpful. And we had made an appointment to go to guest services and we get there and there's no sign that says appointments and there's a huge line and anyone can just get in line. So I think when we had asked someone and they were like, oh, that's not how it should be. So again, I think they were still kind of working through some of their process, but I just think overall a great experience and I'm so happy to be back. Yeah, that's great. What are your... Um, in terms of preferring the the large ships to the smaller ships, where do you where do you fall in that uh, preference? Oh, so before this cruise, <laughs> I always said that my favorite was the Wonder. Yep. And you know they both have their perks. I love the Wonder; it's super easy to get around. I love seeing the same crew members throughout the day. Um, and when you're on the big ships, there's so many crew members, there's just people that you see for the first time almost every day. Um, but I think the adult areas on the bigger ships definitely have a one up. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so before we end here, there's there's one other thing you mentioned to me kind of before we came on here. And, you know, that's just, uh, you know patience with the crew so can you just kind of talk a little bit more about that and and sort of your experience with that yeah so many of these crew members are either new to disney cruise line um and so many of them that i talked to were new to the wonder or even when i was on the dream you know they were new to the dream so i think 
so they all kind of got shuffled is what it, I'm what it sounds like. And there were a lot of people that were going through some experiences for the first time. Like my fiance had an issue with his app. He couldn't set his pin number. And now everything is like so app driven without his pin, he couldn't tip. Oh, and, yeah. you know, like that's a big deal. Right. So he went to guest services, was trying to work it out. Um, the girl he was speaking to didn't really know how to fix it. And then there happened to be another crew member close by that overheard and he had experienced it before and knew what the fix was. So had he not been there, it might've been another day that we kind of went through that process. But, you know, so it's like that balance of like wanting to get some answers, but not getting frustrated with anyone because they're going through this for the first time also. And like our server in the main dining room said he got on the ship six days before we got there. So he was like, you know, it's just even different, like getting around, he said. So I just think, you know, I thought that was a, a great point, something that I, I hadn't really thought about, but you're right. I mean, cruising is new to us because, you know, we haven't been able to do it for two years, but it's also very new to them as well because, sure, the ships have been staffed a little bit over the past couple, you know, past several months, but not, you know, they haven't been serving guests. They haven't been in their normal routine. So this is very much a learning experience for them as well. So I thought that was a great point. Just having patience with the crew members and, you know, treating them with kindness and, and being, court, you know, courteous and all that stuff. It's I think it's just a, a great point. One thing you just said that I didn't know. Did you say you tip through the app now? Yeah, even when you get like, you can still tip cash, okay. but they're trying to minimize the person to person contact. Sure. So even when we did like the morning room service, we would get a bill for zero dollars and then we were able to add a tip. And, you know, we like to tip extra in cash, but yeah. there are moments where, you know, you can tip on the app also. Um, but we had asked when his pin wasn't working, we asked if they could print us a paper receipt for him to sign. And they were like, no, we don't do that. So. Oh, wow. We did carry some extra cash around because I had a similar issue on the dream, and I just wanted to make sure that we were able to, you know, give our sure. gratuities as needed. So okay. that's a hot tip. Bring some extra cash. Yeah, right. <laughs> for sure. And so is that just for, like, one-off transactions or, the, you know, at the end of the cruise when you go to pay your, you know, your gratuities for your stateroom hosts and your servers? Is that the same process as it used to be, or is that also done through the app? So we still – we prepaid our gratuities. Okay. Um, on the last two cruises and they still give you the envelope Got it. Okay. Um, with the, like the slips of paper that if you want to put anything extra in, you can. Makes sense. Okay, cool. All right. So do you have another one scheduled? We do have the wish in August of 22. Awesome. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm really hoping to get one more in before the end of the year. <laughs> I, you know, it's just, there are things that are happening. It's, it's a different time right now, but it comes, you know, with its, ups and downs but there are some things that you get to experience right now that you you know you couldn't before like you know like the rainforest experience and the capacity levels so i'm really trying to figure out how to get one more and hopefully a longer one on the fantasy sure well i hope you do um ivy this has been really awesome thank you so much for coming on and and, uh and sharing your experiences this was really fun i I learned a a lot and i i'm like i said i'm really happy that the wonder is back in service now um and i'm hoping to get on the wonder very soon so uh so thank you so much for coming on thank you wes i appreciate it absolutely anytime as a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. 
please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.